Hey everybody, this is Matthew Soltisiak and you're listening to Not The Same Old Lions Podcast. Using my sports casting background, I speak with a variety of guests and interview key players to gain more insight on what makes this team go. As the Detroit Lions enter a new gritty era, we'll look beyond just the kneecaps when it comes to the analysis. Welcome to another episode. In this episode, we're going to discuss the Aaron Rodgers trade along with the impact on the Detroit Lions and the NFC North as a whole. It seems like a couple weeks ago that Kirby Joseph was intercepting Aaron Rodgers and the Lions were completing their sweep of the Packers in the 2023 season with that monumental victory at Lambeau Field. We've done our fair share of waiting, though, since that moment to know what would actually come next for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. From the beginning, I didn't think retirement was really an option. I know I've been floated out there by people. The two biggest reasons for that, though, were the money. That's number one. $59.5 million for one season of play. I think that's a pretty big reason. The next part is that Tom Brady retired this offseason. I mean, at least so we think it's going to stay that way. I know he did retire before and came back. But Tom Brady retired. So why does that matter? Well, I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to go into the Hall of Fame the same year as Tom Brady. Now, I've never met Aaron Rodgers, never spoken to him, but as a human being, a thought of a person who accomplished that much, I'm thinking maybe you'd choose the alternative. Now, it might not matter, and you might not think it's not that big of a deal, but if you had a choice and you're Aaron Rodgers, a great quarterback who's going to go to the Hall of Fame, would you want to get inducted with the greatest quarterback ever? Or maybe get inducted a year or two later and get a little bit more recognition without it being overshadowed. So it was a long time coming. And for a while now, all signs have pointed that Aaron Rodgers was going to get traded and it was going to be to the Jets. We've just been waiting for the details to get worked out. And well, they have. And as you likely know by now, Adam Schefter reported the news that Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets along with a first-round pick at 15 and a fifth-round pick this year. Then the Packers get back a first-round pick at 13, a second-round pick this year at 42, a sixth-round pick this year, as well as what they're calling a conditional pick next year, which they say is a conditional second-rounder. But if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps, it turns into a first-round pick. That's a lot of numbers and percentages. So let's just simplify it a little bit. Basically, by trading Aaron Rodgers... The Packers move up two spots in the first round this year. They're going to get a second round pick from the Jets this year. They move back from the fifth round to the sixth round this year. And then next year, they're probably going to get a first round pick. They will get a first round pick unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and can't play more than a third of the games. He misses more than a third of the games. So what is the reaction Well, first off, it's not a bad haul for Green Bay. I mean, it's way more than they got for Brett Favre back in the day. And I was hoping that they would get less than what they got. Something like what happened back then would have been great. Or if they would have gotten a second round pick this year and maybe a third round pick next year instead of a first round pick likely next year, that would have been good as well. Now, the Packers got a fourth round pick for Brett Favre when they traded him at age 39. So I was hoping they would get somewhere in the similar neighborhood for compensation, but it became clear very early on that was not going to happen. And and obviously the reason I was hoping for less is I'm a Lions fan and I don't want the Packers to get any sort of competitive advantages like extra draft picks. So now I guess I'm in the boat of hoping they just don't draft well. And it's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Lions have missed on their fair share of picks in the NFL draft, but 
we do have the Green Bay Packers to thank for Barry Sanders. I mean, they passed on him, so we got him. So anything can happen with the draft. Also, if anyone should not be shocked that the Packers got this much for Aaron Rodgers, it's probably the Detroit Lions fans. I mean, remember what we got for Matthew Stafford just a couple years ago? Two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and Jared Goff. Now, we didn't know how it would turn out. We didn't know it would turn out quite this well. And yes, one of those first-round picks was given to us to take that quarterback contract the Rams didn't want. But that trade could not have gone any better. And, And I contend it's better than what Green Bay got for Aaron Rodgers. Now, Matthew Stafford is 35, so that means he was about 33 years old at the time of the trade. Puts him at six years younger than Aaron Rodgers, but Matthew's also been injured more than Aaron in his NFL career. And Rodgers also sat the first few years of his NFL career. So there is less wear and tear, even if Rodgers is coming off a season where he did have an injury on his throwing hand. So all in all, that's where the compensation ends. And now let's turn and see how does this affect the Detroit Lions? My stance has been since the free agent moves by Brad Holmes that I don't care if Aaron Rodgers goes back to Green Bay or leaves. I am confident in the abilities of our team, the Detroit Lions, to compete against the Green Bay Packers. Now, I do think Aaron Rodgers still has some talent left, and I expect him to rebound this next season with the Jets. I don't think he's done playing at a high level. I think the Jets will likely make the playoffs and have some success, as I don't see this being a Russell Wilson fiasco. Uh, even if Nathaniel Hackett is in the building again, that, that actually helps Rodgers. I, I know that. But Rodgers leaving, it does hurt Green Bay in the short term, for sure. Now, looking at recent history, the Lions won both games last year against the Packers, and they split with Green Bay the year before. Now, an interesting stat provided by... Uh, Roar of the Lions UK on Twitter said that while Rodgers' last pass as a Packer was an INT to safety Kerber Joseph, they also pointed out that Jordan Love's most recent pass as a Packer was also an interception, but to Detroit Lions safety Tracy Walker. I, I don't dislike that stat. We don't know exactly what the Packers have in Jordan Love, and there will likely be improvement from whatever we see in the first month of the season. But there will most assuredly be a big drop-off in the quarterback position play in Green Bay for the first time in three decades. We don't know exactly what the Packers have in Jordan Love, and there will likely be improvement from whatever we see in the first month of the season. Yes, he's had three years to sit on the bench, to learn behind Rodgers, to get practice time, to play in the preseason, to get a little spot play in the NFL. But there's still growth that's going to take place. There will most assuredly be a big drop-off in quarterback play in Green Bay, though, for the first time in about three decades. So how did the Packers do in their first year under Aaron Rodgers? I thought that might be something worth looking at, right? The, the transition from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Was it seamless? Well, it wasn't perfect. But what was it like? Well, that was back in 2008. And Lions fans, I can forgive you if you have no idea how that year went for the Packers or if you've just blocked that year out of your mind completely. But Green Bay actually finished third in the division that year at 6-10. and 10. The Vikings won the division at 10-6. and six. They were the only team in the division to make the playoffs that year. The Bears were at second place at 9-7. and seven. It was in Rodgers' second season with the Packers that they jumped up to 11-5, and five and, and they became his team at that point. So again, no game is a guarantee in the NFL. No victory in a game is a guarantee. But I do think this increases the chances of the Lions in both of their games against the Packers this season. 
going into this offseason, I think most of us thought that even if the Lions were favored to win the division, the Packers were going to be right there with them as having a chance, followed by the Vikings and then the Bears. I mean, with Aaron Rodgers on the Packers, you always kind of gave them a chance. We are through free agency, though. The draft has not yet happened, but so far, the Lions and the Bears appear to be the most improved teams. Now, Chicago obviously needed the most improving, so that is probably a factor that played into that. While the Vikings seem pretty status quo, and the Packers have suffered the biggest loss. Right now, I put the Lions in the lead, with Minnesota and Chicago in the two and three spots, and I leave the Packers at the number four. I'm not saying that's how this is going to end up. There's way too many variables between now and September, including the draft, training camp cuts, possible trades. But as things stand right now, there it is. Now, it's going to be interesting to see what type of effect this has on the Lions as they now have to play as the favorites. The division is theirs for the taking. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Winning football games never is. And there's a lot of variables that you won't be able to account for. You don't know what's going to happen with injuries. You don't know what's going to happen with certain players busting out, whether it's a successful player on your team or on a different team in your division. But can you think of a time in the past 30 years where there hasn't been a division opponent that doesn't look monstrous and where we, the Detroit Lions, might actually be monstrous? In addition to the division being there for the taking, The NFC is pretty wide open as well. Much more wide open than the AFC. There are only a few teams that look really good. The NFC championship teams of Philadelphia and San Francisco from this past season, those are two that come to mind. Sure, there are other teams out there that are more than competent, but with Tom Brady retiring and Aaron Rodgers going to the AFC, that's two more quality quarterbacks the Lions do not have to worry about. So the expectations can't be ignored. The Detroit Lions are at the point where a division title and at least one playoff game victory is needed this upcoming season or the 2023 season could likely be considered a failure. Those are some high expectations. How will that impact the play? How will that impact game preparation and everything that goes into it? It's a very exciting time to be a Lions fan. I can't wait to see the draft this week and see what other pieces we add to this puzzle and get ready for the off-season training camps. So what do you think? How does this change things for the Detroit Lions and the NFC North? We'd love to hear your comments and thoughts. Please share those. Thanks so much for tuning in, folks. Please subscribe to Not The Same Old Lions podcast to get alerts about new episodes. Also, follow the show on Twitter at Matt Soltesiak. Check us out on YouTube as well. And until next time, stay gritty, my friends. 